Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. And welcome back, you guys, to season five. I'm dancing. We're can't so see excited. Oh my gosh, I can't uh, believe it. It's so good to be back recording. And we have a, I guess you could say we have an all-star lineup this season, I feel like. I would agree. Some of the topics I'm like, I am so excited to talk about this. I cannot wait for this to get here. So let's just dive in real quick. We have some new stuff to tell you guys about as we kick off this season. And one of them is that we are kind of changing up our schedule a little. No one freak out. It's all good. It's going to be totally fine. What we're doing is we'll still have our episodes every Wednesday like we always have. So the changes are going to be a little bit more with Couchcast. And here's what we're doing. We're actually going to move Couchcast to just every other Friday instead of every Friday. And within that, here's where some of the fun comes in. One couch cast every month. And I think the one this Friday is just going to be a normal listener question like we always do. But the other one is going to be, we haven't come up with a name totally yet, but it's going to be to the boys. And this is going to be something that we wish guys knew. It's going to be something that we think might be helpful for guys to know about dating. So if you guys have things that you want guys to know, send them to us. We will be talking about them. And it's also going to be a great way for you guys to send this to your guy friends or the guy you're dating or whatever. And be like, this is what I've been trying to tell you. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so we want it to be helpful for you guys still. So we're going to, we're not obviously going to totally abandon you, but we do want to kind of bring in our guy audience a little bit because they're out there and we appreciate them. So quick recap, Wednesdays will be normal. Every episode, every Wednesday, couch cast will be every other Friday. One will be a listener question every month and one will be for the boys. Yes. And those for the boys are still like, we're going to gear them to where they're still helpful for y'all too. So it's not like y'all can't listen to them and get anything out of it. So we really want to be intentional with, hey, this is still helpful content for y'all. But then also we have something more geared towards the guys because that's something that if you Google or not Google, but if you go to like Apple Podcasts and you search for christian dating podcast for guys there's really there's one or two that are like for all genders but we really wanted to take the opportunity to just speak to the guys but then also make it to where y'all y'all get a little something out of it too so and if you really want more couch casts and you miss them then which this hopefully will give you more of a chance to like catch up on everything but (laughs) yeah you can go to our patreon and we do an extra couch cast and an extra episode every single month it's super cheap and it's you know more content for y'all yeah. which is great so keep that in mind and then another thing we're starting this season that we've never done is we're going to start sending out a weekly newsletter to y'all through our email I'm so excited I'm very excited about this so just a real quick basically breakdown of what the newsletter is going to have we're going to send it out every Thursday we are going to kind of recap here's what we talked about in the episode yesterday if you missed it we're gonna tease what's coming up with couch cast and with 
the next episode coming up the next week, we're going to give you guys some um, insight into other articles or blog posts that we found that kind of speak to what that week we talked about on our show. And then we're also going to give y'all some lists of other resources that we like. So books, podcasts, um, sermons, even we'll be able to link all of that because y'all are always asking like, what are some resources y'all recommend? And we've done like episodes here and there about it, but it's really hard to just talk about on the air and you're driving and you don't remember what we <laughs> said and try to go back and find it. So this will be a weekly basically touch base with you guys yeah. is that a word i mean you we'll touch, touch base, base with someone, it's two words yes but you know y'all know what i mean but we, we are not english scholars here nope i don't even know so we will just be able to check in with y'all each week give y'all more content more resources and that was honestly one of the reasons we are really trying to hone in on our recording and our audio schedule so that we can do more for you guys. Exactly. And it's not just the podcast. It's us being able to give you all other stuff. So if you want to subscribe to our newsletter, you can go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com, and there will be a newsletter tab. You can go there, and there will be a form you can fill out to subscribe. Or you can go to the link in our Instagram bio, and there will be a little button to subscribe to the newsletter there as well and speaking of social media if you're not already following us on there you should go do that we're on facebook at looking for the middle podcast and we're on instagram at lftm underscore podcast we're the most active on instagram yes so if you're going to follow us anywhere that would be the place but lots of new things this season y'all it's but good things a lot of good things yeah and it's going to be super fun so are you ready for the question of the day i don't know i'm out of practice <laughs> We haven't done this in a while. I don't think this will be a hard one. Okay. So if you are in a bad mood. Yeah. What are like two things that will always cheer you up? Oh. Um. Leave me alone. (laughs) Don't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, but kind of really. Like. You just want to be by yourself. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, don't talk to me. Like I need to just think and reason myself out of this basically like Mm -hmm. i'll talk to myself and be like snap out of it but i don't need someone else telling me that um which is probably not the best but we're honest if nothing else around (laughs) here and then i don't know junk food is what does wonders for a bad i was gonna say french fries (laughs) oreos you get french fries when you're sick yeah so So. kind of the same thing okay yeah okay Mine. Sure. We can dive into the ramifications of all that emotional eating later, but whatever. <laughs> hey, mine is watching The Office or Friends and eating ice cream. There you so go. I'm right there We're with on, you. Yeah. I'm like, if I can turn on one of those shows, I already know what's going to happen. And I can laugh. Yeah. And it's easy. And I can eat me some chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. I will be fine in a matter of an hour. Or yeah. So. I, and that's, I don't, I rarely stay in a bad mood or in a funk. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to be just, real bad if yeah. it, you're going to kind of linger no, there. It's, yeah, if it's going to be where I long enough to where I actually have to do something about it, it's normally pretty major. Otherwise, it's, you know, 20 or 30 minutes. I'm just annoyed about something, and then it's fine. Yeah. so That's a good quality to have. I probably take a little longer than 20 to 30 minutes. <laughs> I may have been being generous to myself. For the but, most you part, know. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Oh, wow. Okay. That was a good one. Okay, see? Nothing to worry about. Yep. And we're not in bad moods today, so No, you're we're good. in great moods today. Okay. So here we are, guys. Season premiere. You guys voted on this. This is the one you wanted to hear about the most out of the... Do we do eight? 
eight different mm-hmm. topics. Yep. Y'all wanted to hear an episode on the difference between trying and trying too hard, aka, you know, maybe looking desperate. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And obviously, the first thing you need to know is what it looks like if you're trying too hard. And this is probably going to vary for different people. Like, there's a couple on here that I'm like, oh, yeah, I do that. And then there's a few others where I'm like, oh, I've never done that. So not all of these are going to apply to every person, but just be listening. And if you have a couple that you're like, oh, I do that, just kind of make yourself aware of it so that as moving forward, you can not do that thing anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's as simple as that. You're welcome. So we have seven signs that you're trying too hard. And then from there, we'll go into what it looks like not to try too hard, but just to simply try. So let's start with the first sign that you're trying too hard, which is that you find yourself trying to become the girl version of the guy you're interested in. Yep. So there's a difference here. We need to kind of make a distinction. There is a difference between making changes in anticipation of something new Mm -hmm. and attempting to dramatically change the essence of who you are in order to become worthy of receiving what you desire so it's okay like growth and maturity sanctification that is all good change that you should be constantly undergoing as a follower of christ but if you like this guy and all of a sudden you're changing everything about yourself so that you like all the same things, you dress the same way, you go to the same places, you eat the same food. That's not healthy. That's a sign you're trying too hard because nobody, when you really get down to it, nobody wants to date the opposite sex version of themselves. Like it sounds great in theory. Be like, oh, we have so much in common. I'm like, oh my gosh, be different. Be something else that I'm not. Or (laughs) be, you know, you be loud when I'm being quiet or you be quiet because I'm trying to be loud or like, (laughs) yeah, compliment is the key here. You don't want, if you, like, if you're agreeing with everything he says, no matter what, like I, I can identify with that one a little bit because Like we know we've heard over and over and over common interests are so important to guys. And so I can tend to like, he's like, Oh, I like this or I do that. I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah, me too. No, let's be real within reason. I don't like, yeah, I love hiking. No, I I don't. I go skydiving every weekend. (laughs) Exactly. I'm not extreme, but I can find myself kind of holding back or like if I really dislike something, well, I may only portray it as, well, it's just not my favorite. Because I'm like, well, if he thinks I don't like it, then he's not going to like me. And that's just not Mm. true. Like, we need to give guys a little more credit than that, too. You know? And so that's one, yeah, I struggle with sometimes is you don't have to agree with everything he says and like everything he likes all the time. Yeah. Because you think, like, if you really like a guy, you're not really expecting him to everything you say be like oh yeah me too and if he does he probably gets suspicious exactly you're like "Uh, okay are you really or do you just say that especially i mean this is a trivial example but like y'all know bethany and i love sports bethany's a diehard clemson fan if the guy says he's a south carolina fan heaven forbid (laughs) um she's not gonna be like oh my gosh, I'm not going out with no. you. If anything, that's real fun trash talking for the season. But it's not going to be like, oh, well, we don't line up on everything. So never mind. Bye. Like right. you're going to be like, okay, well, you still like football. Yeah. Or even if you don't like, oh, you like soccer. So you at least are competitive and you like the uh-huh. the mentality around sports and the fun that comes with playing them. And you yeah. see what I'm saying? There, mm-hmm. there can be variation and it's good if there is. Yeah. 
another thing that kind of falls under this point is, you know, you're not just agreeing with everything he says or liking everything he likes, but you're compromising your character, hoping the ends justify the means. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, you're willing to go back on your beliefs or your morals to get a guy's attention. A lot of times for girls, this looks like dialing back on our physical boundaries or like things we've set in place of like I'm not doing this or I'm not going to dress a certain way because I don't think it's appropriate well then you're not getting attention she's like oh well maybe I'll you know show a little more skin or maybe I'll do this or maybe I'll do that and it's like well no standing on my own I don't agree with this and I don't think this is okay but now I'm going to try to justify it because that's the only way I'm going to get this guy to pay attention to me that's trying too hard yeah I yeah I agree So let's move to number two now, the second in our list of things here that are signs you're trying too hard. So number two is you are losing sight of the big picture. So what does that look like? I think this is really important when you're first kind of interested in a guy. You're not necessarily dating him yet, which most of these are, but like some of these can kind of leak into your initial dating reactions with a guy. But if you're just kind of interested in him... You've got to keep in perspective that this guy is not your life. You're not dating him yet. Your whole world does not revolve around him. And this is where you can tend to get, I say, the collective you as women, including us. Yes. (laughs) That we can get a little obsessive. And possessive. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So it's, you want to be around him all the time. You want to be talking to him all the time. You want to be everywhere he's going. You're putting off everything else and, you know, kind of pushing everything else to the side to focus on him. And while when you get into a relationship, it's important to prioritize the person you're with, you don't alienate everything and everybody else in order to do that. You can still have other things and other people that you're invested in, but... When you're losing sight of all of that, when you're not hanging out with your friends, you're, you know, you're not talking to him as much because you're trying to talk to him. If you're, um, you know, not really putting as much effort into your hobbies or your interests or even like your job. I mean, yeah. if you get real carried away with this, this can look really bad in a lot of areas <laughs> of your life. And so you can't lose sight of hey, this is a guy I'm interested in. And yeah, it could turn into something, but I'm at the very beginning stages here. And don't let yourself get so far ahead in your mind that you lose sight of, hey, this is, I'm just trying to get to know the guy. I'm trying to see if he likes me. I like him from what I've seen, but I'm also going to still continue living the other parts of my life until it comes to a point where, oh, maybe we're in a relationship and then he becomes a higher priority. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to, see see everything at once Mm -hmm. and not get blinders on um whether it's how you want to interact with him or how you think other people should interact with him you know kind of that possessive thing of like see the big picture you're not dating him which means other people can there's nothing wrong with that if you find yourself you know maybe he shows interest in another girl so then you automatically dislike that girl then you've probably gone a little bit too far. You're trying a little hard to to get make this happen when it's just not there. And I think this is where I think there's a healthy kind of jealousy mm-hmm. and then there's an unhealthy one. And when you're in this stage, this is an unhealthy kind yes. of jealousy. If you're dating a guy and some girl's flirting with him at your at a event or something and okay, that's very fine yeah. for you to be yeah. jealous because he's your boyfriend. 
you getting jealous of some girl talking to a guy you're interested in but who has not reciprocated that interest neither of you have expressed your feelings for each other that's a that's just not a good look let's just (laughs) not the best uh way to go so real if you find yourself feeling those feelings of jealousy and envy around a guy who you're not dating that's a good point for you to ask yourself okay and have i gone too far have i zoned in too much like bethany said do i have those blinders on and what do i need to do to kind of zoom back out here yeah and then i think zooming back out like you were saying kind of leads right into the next thing on the list here which is if you find your motivations and your reactions are completely self-centered in that, let's say you, I mean, you may, can't be happy for others who are getting what you want um, if you're not getting it too. It's very self-focused and your motivation for wanting that is because other people have it and your reaction when you don't get it is frustration because other people have what you want. And so that can quickly create a sense of urgency and lead to desperation even. And I think we all know once you get to that point of desperation, you're definitely trying too hard. You're going to be so much more prone to doing all of these other things, to compromising on things, to um, making it seem like you're just like him and doing whatever you have to, to get this thing that you want. And like we've talked about before, that's when something becomes an idol in your life. And so I think a lot of these probably are going to come back to elevating this guy to a place he probably shouldn't have. And if you find yourself doing that, you're probably trying too hard in a lot of ways. That's so true. And I've been on both sides of this where either I had a really hard time being happy for somebody who was getting what I want or I got something and one of my close friends, I could tell it was really she was gritting through her teeth trying to be encouraging (laughs) and don't let when you get to that point because more than likely we're all going to be there that's just one of those inevitable parts of life that we will all most likely experience at least once if not multiple times but the best thing you can do is to we say all the time you take that thought captive and you replace it with scripture so yes I'm feeling very self-focused right now. I'm trying to make this about me. I am insecure because I'm not getting this thing that my friend is getting here. But I am called, according to scripture, to not only take interest in my own interest, but the interest of others. And this is a chance for me to take interest in what's going on in her life. Ask her questions. Be excited for her. Be encouraging for her. Be a good, godly, supportive friend. And that will really keep you from instead taking the other path which is like bethany said you're going to get desperate you're going to settle you're going to try to make something happen for the sake of having somebody when maybe that person isn't even exactly what you want but you're just so terribly wanting what your friend has that you're going to try to do whatever you can to make it happen even if it's not ideal oh yeah and i think this is a great example of when you inform your feelings as opposed to them dictating what you do because in this instance like you were saying talk to your friend and dig in and find out how things are going or whatever you don't wait until you feel like doing that to do it you do it kindly and sincerely regardless and you the feelings will follow that feeling of true happiness for her will follow but if you wait until you feel completely you know 
however you think you should for this friend who's getting what you want and you don't have it, it's never going to happen. So this is a good chance to exercise some self-control there. Yeah. And side note, this is kind of a tangent, but I think it's a good tangent that we're going on. (laughs) If you're struggling to be happy for your friends, if you're in a season where a lot of your friends are getting engaged, married, even just dating, and you're not, make the point to pray for your friends and for the guys they're with. Yes. And that has been something that... It's really hard to be jealous of somebody you're praying for. That's such a good point. And so if you take the time to, you know, you're thanking God that they've put, that he's put these men in your friend's lives and that, you know, you're getting to see these relationships form and that your friend is happy. You're praying for them to seek the Lord first, that they would have a godly relationship if they're getting married, that God would guide them in leading up to that. And even beyond that, you pray for their families you know there's so many different ways you can go but you will be amazed at the change of heart and the change of attitude that the holy spirit will shift within you when you are in a posture of prayer versus focusing on your envy and jealousy of what your friends have yep so very well side note yes (laughs) i'm glad you thought of that (laughs) okay moving on number four are signs that you're trying too hard Number four is you're always seeking a second opinion. You know who you are. I'm personally terrible <laughs> at this. <laughs> I, I'll say I've gotten better at this. Um, but I was always the girl who wanted a yes man in her corner. Mm-hmm. And my mom actually called me out on this. Probably, <laughs> I think it was in college. Because really in high school, I didn't like to tell my mom a lot of stuff. Because my mm-hmm. mom was notorious for always like playing the devil's advocate what about this or do you think about that or drove me crazy (laughs) drives my dad crazy that's hilarious (laughs) which is always funny but i would go talk to my little brother because he was always super supportive well obviously you were the big sister exactly so he you know he would listen to me he would ask questions and he would you know affirm whatever it was i was thinking (laughs) and i was like okay great i'm the smartest person ever i've already figured this out i'm 17 this is great and i can just picture high school you being like oh yeah yeah. i I knew it i've got this figured out (laughs) and so that translated into after i you know got out of high school and if i came across somebody who was telling me something i maybe didn't want to hear okay i'm like well fine i'll go find somebody who does agree with me and we can really easily fall into this when we're trying to make something work with a guy that maybe we shouldn't be because you may have two or three of your closest friends being like, I don't think this is a good idea or I don't think he feels the same way or whatever they're telling you. And you're like, well, I'll just go find somebody who does. And if you, even if you just find one person, there's 50 people who have told you this is a bad idea. If you find one person, you feel like you can justify anything, but you're Really deep down, I think we all know that these people who love us and care about us and know us best, they're not doing this out of spite. They're not doing this because they want us to be miserable. They're not doing this because they don't want us to be happy and find love and whatever else. And if anything, they're voicing valid doubts we have ourselves and we're just not willing to accept them. And so we think, okay, well, I can just justify it if I can go find somebody to agree with me. Yeah. And then I can make this work. And one way to tell that you're doing this, I think, is if these people that you're like, oh, no, I'll just find someone else. If they are the people who 
for everything else in your life, you take their advice mm-hmm. and you take what they say and apply it. And you, you know, give heed to their words of wisdom and everything else. But in this, suddenly they're absolutely, absolutely insane. And they don't know what they're talking about. So you're going to find someone else. That might be a, an indicator that maybe you need to readjust your thinking that maybe, maybe they're right. And you probably shouldn't go out with this guy or he's not interested, even though you're trying really hard. Um, and like you said, if you have valid doubts that you're talking yourself out of, that's a big red flag too. Mm-hmm. Cause he's so cute or he loves the same, I don't know, whatever that you do. That's not a good reason. <laughs> no, that's such a good point. I'm glad you said that of these are people I normally get advice for on anything. Yeah. So why am I just not going to listen to them in this one area of my life? Okay, so let's move on. Let's talk about communication for a minute. Everybody's favorite topic. <laughs> and within this, I think we're going to kind of talk about texting, social media, or in person. All of these kind of apply to an extent. Um, the first one is if you are excessively interacting with them, we have down here on our outline excessive social media interactions, but I'm going to go rogue here and say this applies to in person too. If Because what, what we were talking about with the social media is if you are commenting on everything and l- watching all the stories and liking i don't know do guys story do guys do insta stories not as much okay i just realized i don't know they the- do like one or two frames where yeah. they're like let me talk to you for five minutes <laughs> yeah, about just, my lunch that i just cooked <laughs> i just tried to think of the last time i really watched a guy's insta story and i don't know when it was anyway whatever they do do you like it do you comment on it do you ask questions about it do you talk about it in person you I retweet think- it guys that- i feel like they're more active on twitter okay see i'm not on twitter so i'm not on twitter but okay yes um and so same thing in person are you constantly like every little opportunity to talk to him constant 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 or are you even talking to him in person about what you saw on social media don't do that. No, no. I, don't, don't do that. It um, seems like you're grasping at straws yes, when you're doing that. It it does. And it's a little smothering and it's just not, just dial it back a little. Yeah. Um, now if it's from time to time where like, and we'll get into this more later where it's like, you know, you've never talked to him about his social media before and you saw, oh, I saw you were in the Bahamas last week. How was your trip? Yeah. Okay, cool. But if you, like Bethany said, it's just excessive and every time you talk to him that's what you're using as a conversation starter it's a not not a not a great uh move it gives off an i'm obsessed with you vibe not an i'm interested in you vibe Mm -hmm. um and i would just throw out here give him a chance to miss you and this isn't specific to this one thing but in general if you are always there then you're always there so take a step back. Don't go to every little thing. And I'm not saying be manipulative about it, but give him a chance to be like, oh, I wish so-and-so was here. Or, oh, the, where is she? Or whatever. If a guy ever says, oh, hey, where were you Friday night at the pizza party or whatever? That That's a good sign. Mm-hmm. That's a great um, sign. But if you're always there, he never has a chance to be like, oh, I wish she was here. Mm-hmm. So that's just a side note. And that's something you can take in to your relationship once you're in it too oh yeah because i know like my little sister and dylan who y'all have heard from have talked about where they're like we don't ever get a chance to really miss each other that much because we see each other every single day now they've been dating for four years and 
they still say that from time to time. Like, he'll go on a hunting trip, and she'll be like, oh, my gosh, I miss him so much. I'm like, this is good for you. Right. This is great. Or you go on, you know, the trip with me to Wilmington when we went a few months ago. And I was like, he misses you. And then it's all sweet when you get all reunited and stuff. (laughs) But this is a good thing to carry not just – or to carry into your dating, not just in your initial interactions. Yeah. And then going from there – Beyond social media, when it comes to texting, if you're trying too hard with your texting, then most likely you're texting when they haven't answered your latest message. So the double, triple text. Now, this doesn't mean y'all texted for a while on Tuesday and you sent the last message. And then on Thursday, you think of something and you want to text him. That's fine. That's not what we're talking about here, just Mm -hmm. to clarify. Yeah, but if you, like, your last message, you asked him a question or, like, the conversation clearly wasn't over, and then two hours later he hasn't responded and you're sending him another one. No, no. Let's not. Let's not do that. You really. (laughs) Patience is your friend. Absolutely. Across all areas of life, but particularly in this area of just give him time. You have no idea what his day is like, what he's doing, if he's busy, and you don't want to smother him. And speaking from experience, as the person who has done this, there is no worse feeling than sending that text and then being like, ugh. That's a great point. Nah, what's he going to think? So when in doubt, just leave it alone. If the guy's interested in you, he will text you. Mm-hmm. Trust me. If he's interested, even if he's super busy and it takes him four hours, he's going to text you back. Exactly. So. That's true. And that's another thing, too. If you're always the first texter, that's something to pay attention mm-hmm. to. So you're talking to him. You go back and forth a few times. The conversation dies. And then the next time y'all talk, you initiate it. And then the next time y'all talk, you initiate it. And then the next 14 times you talk, <laughs> you initiate it. Give, give him time him, to yeah, yeah the chance to reach out to you because like bethany said if he wants to talk to you if he's interested he will text you uh-huh if he's not that's a different message you need to yes come to terms with which is most likely he's not interested i don't know of a guy who regularly texts a girl he's not interested in i have never had that Happened to me when it did not end up that the guy was interested. Mm -hmm. Same. So just keep that in mind. Yes. And then last one here with communication. This one's for more in person. Eh, it could be texting too, though. Don't be an interviewer. And by that, especially in person, if you're trying to drum up conversation and you're just asking question after question after question after question. And, you know, we always say he should be asking questions too. But... Even better than all of that is if nobody has to ask any like pointed questions that are unrelated, you're just having a conversation. And a lot of times I think we as girls, especially Christian women who look for a guy to pursue us, we take that, oh, well, he should be asking questions to mean he should ask all of them and he should come up with everything. And I'm just going to sit here and wait and answer his questions. And if he doesn't do that, then he's not a good leader and he's not interested in me. That is not the case. My best conversations with guys who I'm interested in or I'm getting to know, no one's asking questions. You're just talking and going back and forth and you learn things about each other. You learn the answers to those questions without having to ask the question. Mm -hmm. That's your ideal. Um, And I think we're going to talk at some point, it may even be next season, we're going to talk about how to have that kind of conversation. Um, Because I think there's... 
there's some things you can do to help that along. So we'll get into that more, but don't be an interviewer. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, y'all excuse the lawnmower in the background, by the way, <laughs> if you can hear that. Our landscaping people are literally here, I feel like, every three days. (laughs) If you think about it, though, when it comes to having conversations with a guy, think about the conversations you have with your good friends. It's not you sitting down at dinner and being like, okay, so let me ask you this question. If anything, it's like, so how was y'all's day? And then somebody says something and I go, oh my gosh, my boss did that the other day too. And then, oh, well, let me tell you this story about one time and and it's You may ask one question and then 30 minutes later, you've had this entire conversation. That was the only question that got asked. So don't think, oh, well, we're dating and we're trying to get a note to know each other. It doesn't have to be this super formal thing. Just talk to the guy. And then if he, you know, if he asks you a question, then you answer it and he may answer it too. And then you kind of talk from there for a little while and then you, you exhaust it, not in the like bad way but you talk through all the things about that and then if you want to ask another question you can or if it's like a natural progression of you're talking about i've been on a one direction kick recently so (laughs) listening to one direction he may ask me oh have you gone to any did you go to their concert before they broke up okay, that's still on top. I'm like, no, but let me tell you about I had tickets and then I ditched my friend because I went and did something else instead. It's so you know, and then you're talking and just, it's easy and it yes. flows and it's not this. So what do you like to do for fun? Oh, I like to do this for fun. And oh, well, you don't like that. Okay, well, do you like this instead? And it's just this weird transactional yeah. thing that's yeah. very, it can be really awkward really fast. One I've got two things that I thought about yes. while you were talking yes. and they're kind of on topic and they're kind of not. So go with me here. Yes. First one, talking about that, about asking questions. This is just a little tip online in general, whatever. Let's say you're talking about, you were talking about One Direction. So let's say you're talking about music. So he may ask you about what kind of music you like and you list off country, boy bands, whatever. You may list a couple of specific bands, whatever. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Okay. So here's... <laughs> It's subtle, but it makes a huge difference. Don't just say, what about you? That requires zero effort. You can ask the same question worded differently and it elevates it to a, it seems like there's a lot more interest, not like there's a lot more interest there than there is, but it seems like it took more effort. So what I will do if someone, we're talking about music, I won't say, oh, well, what about you? I'll say, who are some of your go-to bands right now? It's the same question. I learned what kind of music he's into or what, whatever you're talking about. Don't just say, what about you? Rephrase it just enough to where it's kind of a different question. And it feels more personal that way. Exactly. So that was the first thing. I like the second that. thing you were talking about your interactions with your friends. And like, you know, if you go to dinner with your friends, you may ask one question and off you go on this conversation. I think we need to get out of our heads that dating interactions are so different than those with your friends. Mm. They are. And that difference is that you're attracted to each other. That is the difference. The actual conversation and the stuff you talk, I mean, once you get a lot more serious, the stuff you talk about is going to be different. You're moving towards marriage. That's different. Right. But especially in the beginning, it's not different. So even if that attraction has to build, if you're just like getting to know someone and it feels like, Oh, I'm getting to know a friend. That's Okay. Mm. That is this, it like, it should be the same thing. The difference is that that attraction piece is there, not you interact with each other way differently necessarily. That's a great point. One of my mentors actually 
told me this one time. I'll never forget it. She said, Kristen, I truly believe that friendship is the best way to prepare for marriage. Yeah. Because, like you said, that's the only difference. And if we really want to, let's get real about this here for a second. Everybody talks about, oh, I want my best friend. I want to marry somebody that'll just be my best friend. I want that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to want. It's very cliche, but I think it's cliche for a reason. (laughs) Because... We want somebody that we can connect with like we do a best friend. Well, typically, a friendship is what gets established first. Yep. It's really difficult, speaking from experience, for you to be super attracted and it to be a super physical, like, hot and heavy relationship at the beginning and then for you to build friendship from there. It's way easier if you're starting from a friendship, you're getting to know each other, you're talking to them like you do one of your friends, and then your attraction builds from there. I mean, you can still think they're cute. I'm not saying that, like, you're (laughs) going to start becoming friends with somebody you're not attracted to. It may happen that way. It may not. But you starting with the foundation of friendship is going to set you up really well for that best friend that you want to marry. Yeah. And I would go so far as to say you were talking about start out real hot and heavy and then go backwards. I would put it out there that the likelihood of you going back and building a friendship after that is slim. Mm -hmm. That rarely happens, I think. That's a good point. Um, So anyway. Those were my tangents. Yes. (laughs) All kinds of fun tangents today. Okay. So sign number six that you could be trying too hard. We have this one and one more. So if his lack of response only encourages you to double down on your efforts. Can we get an amen? Because I've definitely been here. Yeah. I think one of the big ones under this is like (laughs) we were doing it. I was like, oh, man. That one's me. And that one. Bethany literally goes, I'm going to highlight this one in purple because I do this and it would probably be a good thing for me to talk about. Yes, exactly. So I have a tendency to, if I just talk louder, then suddenly they'll notice me, right? You know, it's like someone who's, you know, you talk to your grandma who's deaf or whatever and you're like, maybe if I just yell louder, she'll suddenly hear me. That's kind of how I am with this. Spoiler alert, it never works. But if you're constantly (laughs) trying to be the loudest person in the room and you're always needing attention, you're trying too hard. And that honestly, at the beginning, you know, I was saying, find a couple of these that you can relate to and then use those as your benchmark. This is mine. If I look back on an evening, I'm like, man, or even in the middle, I've gotten to the point now where I'm like in the midst of it in the moment, I'm like, okay, dial it back. Like you're trying too hard. You're trying to get attention just for the sake of needing that attention and you're wanting people to notice you so that that one person will notice you like dial it down I this is a big one for me um and then I think another one under this too is like if you're stretching out the first impression I guess you could say um and by that I mean like when you're making a first impression on someone you are dressed to the nines and you have your hair done and your makeup done and you always look and act your best but if he's not reciprocating you just keep trying to draw that out and draw it out and you never look anything less than perfect when you're around him and all of that and if he's not responding don't double down on either of those two things Mm -hmm. yeah because you you want to give an accurate representation of yourself yeah so if you're being like louder than you normally are to get attention or if you're being more not to say you're not put together but if you're really going the extra mile here every single time I mean, anybody who knows me, 
knows I love a good chance to dress cute, do my hair, do my makeup. And then there are days I'm like, I've not worn makeup in three days. My hair is on a knot or a bird's nest, whichever one you prefer, <laughs> on top of my head. And I am in leggings and a sweatshirt. And I am okay with that. Yes. And there's balance. And so don't think, oh, well, if I don't keep this up, then he's never going to like me. Well, you're setting yourself a very high bar from the very beginning, first of all. Not to say you shouldn't be putting your best foot forward, but let's also be ourselves here. Yeah. As cheesy as that sounds, which I'm getting ahead of myself, but don't think, oh, if I just keep trying harder and harder and harder, eventually I'll get the result. If yeah. Inevitably, you're probably going to get the opposite. Yep. So. Okay. Last one real quick. Number seven. You free up your entire weekend every week in case he wants to do something and boy have i been very guilty these last few man are really really hitting home um i can be really bad at this especially at the beginning when i'm first getting to know a guy i am clearing my schedule as much as i can i'm not making plans with friends and then I make my friends feel bad if I come back at the last minute. I'm like, oh, do y'all want to do something now that such and such didn't call me? Like, that's terrible. And, you know, there's a, this is different when you're in a relationship and you're prioritizing time with your boyfriend. It's different if you're hoping a guy is going to want to do something and you have no idea if he will and he hasn't made any indication that he's going to. And you're just hoping maybe, hopefully, please cross my fingers and yeah. that he's going to text me and be like, oh, hey, a group of us are going to see a movie. You want to come? There's my, there's oh, your dang it, there's my voice dude again. voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but I mean, but for real, if you're sitting at home on a, you know, let's say on a Wednesday night, getting out of plans with your friends for Saturday, hoping that maybe sometime between Wednesday and Friday, this guy you know, a rock falls out of the sky and he realizes that he likes you, you know, hits him on the head and suddenly he's smitten and then he's going to ask you to do something. And you do this every week. I'm being a little dramatic here, but I'm just (laughs) making the point of what you were saying. If you're in a relationship, that's one thing. This guy's a priority in your life. But if he doesn't like you, if you don't know that he's interested, live your life. Don't, don't put things on hold. And you know, side note, guys find it very attractive when a girl has things she's interested in and is doing stuff and is confident and out there and all of those things. So you canceling plans in case he might want to do something might be the very thing that's keeping him from wanting to do something. Mm-hmm. So I'll okay. leave it at that. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So we've looked at the seven signs that you might be trying too hard. So real quick, let's look at two things that you do that show that you're trying but you're not trying too hard so bethany what's the first one the first one is just be yourself and i know y'all are all like seriously that's (laughs) the best you could come up with but i'm being for real i mean if he doesn't like who you really are do you really want to be with him i mean that sounds exhausting to me Mm -hmm. i mean i'm not perfect I talk too loud and, you know, she cheers for Clemson, that, but you know what? <laughs> Some guy somewhere someday is going to love me despite my many flaws. And that's what I'm looking for. And maybe he can even help me overcome a couple of them, you know, not the Clemson one, but some of the others. <laughs> yes. No, I think I'm going to read that question again, just because I think we all need to ask ourselves this. If he does not like who you really are, do you really want to be with him? anyways yeah and 
I mean, like Bethany said, that sounds exhausting to keep up this act and to keep constantly being the one that's putting in all the effort and all the everything. And you can't keep that up forever. And you can't put on this facade of who you want to be or who he wants you to be forever because eventually who you really are is going to show through because you're going to default to that because newsflash, that's actually who you are. And if you've presented a different picture than that, then eventually he's going to realize, oh, well, the girl that I liked isn't actually this girl. It's who she was trying to be. And so it's going to backfire either way. So you're either going to be who you are up front and he may say, hey, I'm not interested. Okay, well, fine. That's your prerogative. Uh I'll move on. You move on. Or you're going to try to be who he wants to be. Eventually he's going to figure out, oh, this is not who I thought she was. And then he's not going to want that either. And either way... This guy's not liking who you really are. Therefore, you shouldn't really want to be with him. Yeah. Well, and you said something about um, you're trying to be who you think he wants you to be. Unless you've talked about it, which maybe you have in a friendship con. Like, oh, what are you looking for in general? Like, maybe you've talked about it. I don't know. But if you haven't, you don't really know. And this kind of takes me back a lot of times to, like, high school and you know there's the guy you liked and so you were trying to be what you thought he was looking for and then he starts dating someone else and you're like she's nothing like what i was trying to be that i thought you wanted you know mm-hmm. so unless you've talked about it you don't know really what it is that he's looking for you're you know basing your character that you're creating of, of yourself um on what you imagine the guy that you imagine him to be would want mm-hmm. and that's just goes round and round Mm -hmm. um but within this whole thing of be yourself there isn't going to be like this long list of things to be sure and do or don't do or whatever because being yourself comes natural to you you don't have to try it's just who you are and if you find yourself thinking and overthinking every decision every question you ask him every laugh every joke every interaction you're probably trying too hard. Just relax and be who you are and you'll be much better off, I think. Yeah, going back to the friendship thing, you know, think about how you interact with your friends. You're comfortable, you're secure in who you are. Melanie and I were actually talking about this not too long ago. Um, and this started when we were in high school or even middle school and then it still goes to this day. If she and I are together, I don't really care who else, what other people think, who's there, what we're doing. I feel confident and sure and secure in myself because she's there. I know she likes me even if I act like an idiot, if I say something (laughs) stupid, if I laugh at something that's not funny, if I trip, you know, whatever the (laughs) case may be, I'm not overthinking anything because it's Mel. And we've taken the time to build this friendship to the point where I trust her. And I am comfortable around her and I know I can be myself around her. And I've been like that since the beginning of our friendship. That's why we became friends. Mm -hmm. And same goes here. If you're yourself from the very beginning, it's going to be way easier for you guys to build that trust and that comfort level with each other to the point where you're not overthinking everything. And, you know, you're out on a date and he says something and you thought it was hilarious and it wasn't (laughs) supposed to be funny. And instead of going home, be like, golly, he probably thinks I'm an idiot because I laughed way too hard at that. You're like, oh, hey, that was funny. I mean, he's still like, he asked me out again. Like, we're still going to, you know, keep going here. But there's such a difference. And so if you can think 
through that lens of how am I with my friends? That's how I want to be with this uh-huh. guy. And if he likes me for that, then great. And if he doesn't, then I want to be with somebody who does. Yep. And the last thing we'll give you as far as here's what trying looks like without trying too hard is you remember that relationships are two-sided. Yeah, whether they're friendships or romantic relationships. All relationships are this way. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there's give and take. Yeah. And on both sides. And when you really master that is when you get yeah. into a good, solid relationship. Yeah. If you find you're doing everything or you're trying to do everything and be everything and you have the thought... Even if it's subconsciously of if I didn't do this, you know, if I didn't keep the conversation going, if I didn't text him first, if I didn't whatever, then he probably wouldn't. And I've been there. I've been in that spot. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because you have to get to a place where you want to find that out more than you like having some, like having someone there. And because yeah, I've had times where I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to text him or I'm not going to whatever. And he didn't. And that answers your question, but it isn't the answer you wanted. Mm-hmm. So, but if you find that you're doing everything and that's all that's keeping, whether it's a relationship or you're just talking, getting to know someone, cause that's where most of this is going to come into play. Then that's a good sign that you're trying too hard. So just find that balance make sure it's two-sided and that's a good sweet spot yeah because it's okay to try you know this episode title is not the difference between not trying and trying too hard it's we want you to try we want you to put effort in but that means he should be trying too if the relationship is going to work and so for example you know we talk about like asking good questions about things he's interested in which not interviewing but just showing interest in things he's interested in he should be doing the same for you he should be showing interest in something even if it's stuff that he may not be super familiar with or interested in himself he could you know asking about that is a great sign i think it's a sign of maturity Uh on both of your parts to get outside of the rut of the things that you like and only the things that you like and being able to be yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of self-absorbed a little bit. And to be able to get outside of that and look to this other person and say, hey, I don't know anything about this. I'm not interested in whatever it is really, but you are. And so I want to know about it because you're interested. So tell me about it. That mm-hmm. kind of, don't say that to someone, but that's kind of the thought process of no, go ask those questions. I think there's a maturity there that's, you know, nice. I would definitely agree. And then it all this also looks like, you know, if you see him, approach him you know go up and talk yeah. to him from time to time but then other times when you're in the same place that he is hang back see if he comes to talk to you you know mm-hmm. it's really easy for you to get into that mentality just like bethany was saying earlier of if i don't keep this going nothing's gonna happen yeah well don't you want somebody who is going to make that happen like you want somebody who wants to come talk to you and isn't just hanging back waiting for you to do it and because i've seen when pre-relationships whatever you want like this (laughs) pre-dating stage you set a lot of precedence in this stage Mm -hmm. and so if you're the one chasing if you're the one instigating everything if you're the only one trying 
yeah, may, I'm not going to say he would never date you. He may end up dating you. But guess what his expectation of you is going to be as you start dating? That you put in all the effort, that you're trying everything, that you're instigating everything. Yeah. And then you're going to end up resenting him because you're like, okay, well, we're in a relationship now. Why? Well, why should he? Because he's never had to before. Yeah. And it's a terribly miserable feeling to feel like you're the only one that's trying to keep this relationship afloat. Yeah. And so you can do your part in establishing a precedence now of, yeah, I'm going to put an effort and yeah, I'm going to show you I'm interested and yeah, I'm going to try on my end, but I'm expecting the same from you yeah because I don't want to put myself in a situation where the entire livelihood of this relationship is totally on my shoulders. Yeah. I think you setting that standard now of being willing to carry the whole thing to put in all the effort and him not do anything uh, is really just prolonging the inevitable because either you will continue to do that and you'll get tired of it or you will just continue to do that and the true incompatibilities will then surface despite that or you'll keep doing that and it won't matter kind of thing. So don't don't start that now because I don't think it will just suddenly get better nine times out of ten later on down the road. For sure. Okay, guys, so we've talked about trying. We've talked about trying too hard. And if you're trying to figure out still which one you are doing, if you're like, am I trying or am I trying too hard? Um, well, actually, most of the time you're just asking yourself, am I trying too hard? I'm not sure. I'll just leave you with this. If you're just trying, if you're just putting yourself out there to get this guy's attention, if you're just putting yourself out there to get to know him, if you really are just trying to do that, you probably won't be asking yourself this question. And that's always been the case for me. If I'm asking that question, the answer is always, yes, you are trying too hard. Because there's something that makes you ask the question. There's something that's uncomfortable. There's something that's just not quite right. And sometimes it's a, okay, I need to change my heart. I need to change my attitude in this. I need to change me. But if that's not the case, then most likely you've fallen into one of these categories and you're trying too hard to get this guy's attention. And as unfun as it is, you probably just need to stop. It's good. It's a hard pill to swallow sometimes, guys, For but sure. it's one you'll be glad you did down yeah. the road. Yeah. So. Okay, well that wraps up our first episode of season five. Golly, it's in the book. Crazy. It's in the book. So y'all be sure to check back on Friday for a normal couch cast. Yep. And then we'll be back, of course, next Wednesday with another episode. And don't forget to go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com, to sign up for our newsletter you do you'll get your first one tomorrow morning yep. and we'll be talking about all the fun things to come there so there we go go do that but we will see you or you'll hear from us i keep saying see y'all <laughs> we can't see anything y'all can't see us but you will hear from us again on friday but until then i'm Kristen and i'm bethany and this is looking for the middle mm-hmm.